MLM Nation, episode 676. Welcome to MLM Nation, a podcast of leaders, by leaders, for leaders, hosted by Simon Chan. He's built a team of over 200,000 and is now a full-time MLM coach and trainer. So if you're ready to level up your business, join us now. Let's do this. If you love this show, you're going to love my daily pep talk. It's free for everyone. It's a quick two, three-minute motivation every single day at 8.25 a.m. to get you going. You can catch it live. You can catch it recorded on my Instagram channel or on my Simon Chan. It's free for everyone. Hey, I'm here to motivate you and pump you up, and I look forward to seeing you on my daily pep talk. ML Nation, this is Simon Chan. I'm fired up to bring our special guest today. We have Eric Mish. Hey, Eric, are you ready to make it happen? I am so ready, Simon. Let's do this. Eric Mish started out as an entrepreneur right out of college by opening a chain of wireless retail stores. After learning how difficult it was to run a traditional brick and mortar business, Eric transitioned to the career in corporate sales and became a top income earner working for a leading Fortune 200 company. Despite his success, Eric had to answer to multiple bosses and had no residual income. In 2012, he randomly got reintroduced to network marketing by a random stranger who handed him a gift card, and he got started. Today, Eric's a full-time leader and is a multiple six-figure earner who has over 57,000 customers. So, Eric, welcome to Elmo Nation. I've given everyone a brief background, but play, take us back to the past. How did you get started in network marketing? What happened? Oh, thank you, Simon. So originally, I was first introduced to this incredible profession back in 1994. Pretty much just as the internet was getting started, it was uh, much different times than the days of technology as we have today. And so I was really just mesmerized by the whole business model. And of course, my intrigue just sucked me in and I just I had to get started immediately. Uh, That was my first introduction that didn't go so well. I ended up trying another two times after that uh, until I really got it right. And that's when in 2012, um, what actually initially led me back to network marketing was a health crisis, believe it or not. And so um, I was on a mission to reclaim my health. I met a stranger, in essence, that shared some incredible organic products with me. And that really just caught my eye. And so um, I quickly realized that this was network marketing again. It was calling me back. And so um, I had to, I had to, of course, take another look. And I have to say the fourth time around was the charm for me. That's when it really took hold and things really started taking off. So that was, you know, uh, close to 10 years ago now. And um, it's been an incredible journey ever since. And uh, I'm just so glad that I said yes to the opportunity the fourth time around. And I I didn't let any self-limiting beliefs or uh, perceptions that I have of of the industry hold me back from from saying yes, because it was life changing after that. So what was that? um, How did you meet the stranger? Where was it at? And what did the card say? It was a gift card. What was that? And how did it? How that eventually led to a, you know watching the business presentation and joining? Yeah, so um, I met this stranger at a an organic cafe. I was just there having my lunch, minding my own business, and we got introduced by the restaurant owner. 
and I immediately hit it off with this person. Uh, I could tell that he was super sharp in, in the health and wellness field. He was a, He's a certified health coach, so he knows his stuff. And so one of the, the brilliant marketing techniques that uh, the company that he's with has is that they, they have this unique gift card system. So that really caught my eye because um, I was just surprised at how he could give something away for free. Uh, it was like $50 at the time. And um, so that kind of like got my intrigue going, but I was still, I, I, I still was skeptical in a way. So I, I had to do more research on it. And he didn't introduce the business to me until a little bit later. So once I got used to the product and I, I saw that, you know, this is something I really want to align with, he, uh, he, he just offered me the opportunity. He came right out and, 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 and offered it to me. And I didn't say yes right away. I, I, I took some time to really understand it. Of course, I had been exposed to network marketing before, so I knew a little bit about what it was. But I, prior to this, I'd never personally met someone that was really killing it in network marketing. And so when I got to know him, it brought to life how uh, attainable success could be. I had always heard about it, but until I met him, to see someone who was living a life with time freedom and making a great income, uh, then it really started getting very real. And I started believing that not only can someone be successful in network marketing, but I personally could be successful in it. So I can't say there was like one moment, Simon, where it all like made sense. And I said, yes, it was kind of a gradual thing. But um, but I did collect a lot of evidence along the way. And when I was ready to make my decision, I just went for it and it started taking off. Um, going back to your first uh, few attempts, like 1994, and then uh, how long was it from your third uh, third time to when you got started again in 2012? How many, how many years have lapsed? So I was reintroduced back in... 2000, uh, 2000, roughly around 2004, 2005. So probably about 10 years. Um, and then a couple of years after that was my, would have been my third attempt. And then it wasn't until 2012 that I really committed fully to it. So a good, like five years, would you say about four or five years? Break four or five years. Yeah. Four or five sure. year break. Now, what were some of the, why do you think this time was different? You talked about the belief. I think was a big part of it. You actually believed uh, you can do it, but what was some looking back now that you're a leader, what were some of the mistakes you made in the first three times you did network marketing? So it's a great question. I never really fully committed to it. It was for me doing network marketing was more of just a, maybe a side hustle, maybe a, a little project I was working on. My expectations were low, of course, but um, I never really saw the full potential. So I never committed fully to it. It was my commitment level that changed. And there was a variety of factors, probably was a little bit of timing in there. Uh, also, I had seen the maturity of the profession. I mean, if you compare doing business in 1994 versus 2012, big difference. <laughs> and so I saw the evolution of the industry. I saw, you know, the use of technology, the ability to reach masses and masses of people through social media and other platforms. Because back in 1994, I mean, basically it was home parties. It was all belly to belly, face to face, um, you know, using the phone line. But I think that was about it. 
And uh, and I heard uh, Ian Farrar a couple of days ago talk about you know using beepers. Um, it was it was pretty much back in 1994. It was using you know the big old clunky cell phones and beepers and landlines and fax machines. You know, so very very different times. So uh, once I, I felt like the the industry had evolved to a point where it would be much easier for me to do it. And at the time, I was also as you mentioned in my bio, I was working quite a demanding full-time corporate job as well. So um, I felt like with the technology and with the systems in place and the right mentorship and a product that I could really get passionate about, that I would be able to fit it in. So I'd be able to build a tremendous business while working my full-time job. And so that um, the analysis that I had back then actually really paid off because that's exactly what happened. Talk about vision a little bit. I think from what you, um, you're saying, like when you joined this last time, you met someone that was killing and doing well, and you saw yourself. It seems like you have a much longer-term vision. And I think a lot of times people, they, they get started, but they do like a hobby. And they don't go fully yeah. committed, right? What do you really mean yeah. by being commitment? Well, what is that? Could every, if you ask everyone, I'll listen, they'll say, oh, I'm committed. But if you look at the schedule, they're really not. What's long-term right. vision commitment mean to you? Right. So great question. So if you look at the difference with the traditional business, the, the commitment level is typically very high to make a traditional business work. And the reason is because the investment also tends to be much higher. The investment of resources, the investment of capital, the investment of, of, of time, effort, uh, you know, personal resources. Uh, when I, when I had my traditional brick and mortar businesses, I put, I put it all on the line. I put my own money, my own credit, um, sweat equity into it. And so there was a lot of reasons to make that work. One of the beautiful things about the profession of network marketing is that virtually anyone can get in it. They don't need capital. They don't need credit. They don't need to get licensed. They don't need educational requirements. Pretty much anyone can get started. One of the most beautiful things about it is also a big challenge because of the low investment there's also tends to be sometimes low commitment. And so if you can marry high commitment with low risk, low investment, you really have a home run. I mean, if we can just capture the commitment that traditional business owners put into building their business, and we, we put that same commitment into network marketing, the potential, the potential tends to be a lot higher and, and, Potentially, you could see a lot faster results. Um, so, I just figured if I put the, if I put the commitment that I had from my that I had put in my brick and mortar business, I put that into this network marketing business, and not just look at it as a, a hobby with a short term gain gain, but look at it as potentially something that could pay me dividends over the course of time for the rest of my life. So when you talk about that commitment, that's very different than just doing it as a hobby or doing it for some short-term financial gain. So when I changed that, a lot of things changed for me as well. And I, I really started seeing the results, um, not, not immediately. Of course, it took some time to build up, but I started seeing the, the, the results come. In terms of seeing results, I think a lot of people lose that commitment once they don't get their results immediately. If someone just signs up right now, gets started new, what are some of the expectations they should have as a new distributor 
in the first year. Let's see the first year. What are some? I think sometimes it's good to have set goals, but they set goals so high, or they see something like, "Oh, multiple six figures. Let me do that in a year," and they don't get it. And then, what's some? What are some proper expectations? Right. Uh, so I always train my new distributors associates coming into the business to to really attach to the process first and then the result second. Okay, so it's great to come in and have goals and, you know, our company, like most companies, has a fast start program and incentives to get off to that that fast start. But if there's not a real attachment to the process that goes on when someone's building a business, then the results will eventually, the person will lose motivation because the, the, the results may or may not be there. Sometimes they're there very quickly. Sometimes they take a lot longer. Sometimes they just slowly build up. They come in different spurts and they tend to come in at unexpected times. They tend to come when you're maybe at a frustration point, wanting to give up, and then you, there's a spurt, right? So um, they don't necessarily come when you expect them to come. And so if, you're, if you always stay committed to the process that's going on, how you're developing as a person, as a professional, as an entrepreneur, the skills that you're building, um, enjoying not only those moments where you're achieving massive success and everything is great, but also even the, the difficult times when you're, you're riding into the wind, when you're facing those headwinds, when things are difficult, you know, appreciating those moments as well for what they are, because those are incredible lessons uh, and opportunities to learn. And what I love about this profession is that in those moments, unlike a traditional business, is you have support. You have, um, and hopefully you, you have a supportive upline. You have people around you that can lift you up. And so that's a, that's a time to, to lean into that. Whereas with a traditional business, there are many, many, many times as an entrepreneur, speaking from personal experience, where it's quite lonely. You're going through the same challenges the people in network marketing go through, but you're, you're going through that completely alone. So you got to like fall in love with the process and, and then the results will come and you will enjoy those moments. But the times when things get difficult because they do in network marketing as well, just like any traditional business, um, there are times when things get challenging. And when you face those challenges, though, it's not going to rock you to the point where it's going to shake your belief and your commitment and you're going to want to drop out. You're going to use that as a springboard towards your next um, your next level of success. In, you talked about the, the tough moments. You appreciate them. Uh, this is my favorite question. In your journey, what was your worst moment in network marketing to the point that, and I'm talking about it with uh, this fourth time, your worst moment to the point you maybe, oh, maybe this is not, and then you maybe even have this old uh, negative thoughts coming back. This is just like before, but you didn't quit. And that's why you are where you are today. Yeah, so um, actually my, my, my toughest moment of all time was probably during my, my third stint. But if you talk about the fourth stint, um, it was probably some moments where we lost some top leaders on our team. And this is something that can happen. Um, it does happen if you're in network marketing long enough. At some point, you're probably going to encounter this. And so, um, you know, there's a variety of different reasons why it can happen. But ultimately, 
I look at it this way, you know, this saying that tends to ring true in all aspects of business is that life is 10% of what happens to you, 90% of how you respond to it. So things are going to happen. You're going to lose top leaders. You're going to, you know, gain top leaders. Um, and how you ride those waves, how you respond or react to those circumstances is going to determine your resiliency and ultimately your success. So it's tough when you invest time, effort, and energy into creating leaders. And then, you know, for different reasons, you know, sometimes they may think the grass is greener. They may see a, a shiny new coin and jump. Um, but, you know, if you, if you just maintain your vision and your commitment, if that is unwavering, um, not only do you always keep that door open for those leaders to rejoin you at some point, but you also strengthen the commitment of your team because these are, these are situations where people are not only noticing what happened, but also your response to it. So to me, that is a, is, is an opportunity to step up as a leader, to show people examples of leadership instead of responding in a negative way or maybe retaliating. Um, this is a great opportunity to, to rise up above it, um, reaffirm your commitment as I did. Uh, you know, personally for me, I just, I, I went back to work. I went back harder than ever. You know, when that happened a few years ago, I said, okay, you know what, let's roll our sleeves up and we're going to hammer away. And so, um, since that point, my team has grown by 400%. Hmm. So, you know, and, 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 and sometimes things happen for a reason. And, and, and in the end, even though you may not fully understand or realize it, but you look back and you say there actually was some good that came out of that. And I saw a tremendous amount of growth as a result of, uh, of that difficult situation, even though at the time it was quite difficult, uh, but it all worked out and it continues to do so. So you said during these times, you have to maintain your vision and commitment. It's easy to say, but hard to do. So how do you maintain, how did you maintain your vision and commitment, even though all these leaders left? First of all, I surround myself with people who have that, the, the vision and the commitment that I aspire to have. I'm a huge believer that uh, we are the sum of the five closest people to us. Um, I think you recently said that on a podcast, Simon, so it resonates true over and over again. The reality is that if we are constantly connected to and communicating with people with that kind of resolute vision, we're probably going to adopt it as well. I think also part of that just comes from maturity. It just comes from maturity as a person, as an entrepreneur. I've been through a lot, not only in network marketing, in traditional business, in traditional entrepreneurship, in the corporate environment. And I've just learned a lot about myself at this point. I've, I've seen the importance of resiliency. It's coming back from moments where you know, it, it's difficult. It's coming back. It's the comeback. I personally love the comeback. I, there's nothing that fires me up more than a comeback. So, you know, I'm, I'm probably, I'm always rooting for, for the, the underdog. You know, when my team gets behind, I'm like, I'm, I'm rooting for, the, for them to come back. Sometimes when I'm not even, they're not even my favorite team, but I just, I love comebacks. And so in business, you 
need to fall in love with the comeback because you're going to get knocked back and knocked down numerous times. It happens in traditional business. It happens in network marketing. The key is getting knocked down, but getting back up, not letting that just, just stop you. And so, uh, so that's very important to me. That's part of my core values is just never, ever giving up. Um, you set yourself up for this one. You said in your third stint, you had a bad worst moment. So what was the worst moment during your third stint in network marketing? Okay, so my third time around, I, I really thought my third time around was going to be the charm. And so um, my third time around, my upline actually left. the whole. They left network marketing altogether. So the person that introduced me, I, I thought they were really committed. And, you know, after just a few months, they ended up leaving. So I felt like personally, the rug got pulled out from under me. And so at that point, I didn't have the maturity to realize that, again, my, my commitment was probably more so tied to a particular product or service or, or the person that introduced me into, into the business. And even though that's important, those things are all helpful um, what I have learned, what I did learn from that experience is that, you know, when our commitment supersedes even the, 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 the commitment to individual people, because people sometimes can come and go from our lives. When we commit to ourselves and our business on a, on a, on a deep level, we then become what I call Teflon coded. And so that means that Regardless of what our upline does, our downline does, our sideline, when we fully commit to our business and ourselves, those things don't shake our belief. It, it, it may falter for a second, but then we regain and we continue to forge ahead. So uh, unfortunately, back then, I did not have the acumen or the maturity to realize that, but I did realize that later on. So it was a, definitely a lesson learned, but I'm glad that despite that, I didn't give up on network marketing altogether. How important is consistency to success, Eric? It's everything, Simon. It's not just important. It is absolutely critical. It's crucial. And this was another thing that I had to learn as well, um, because, again, I saw a lot of inconsistency up until this last stint. And... It's everything. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm also a kind of a part-time athlete. And just to draw an analogy, if you work out or train every once in a while, I mean, what kind of expect results would you expect? Probably not, not great results. It's true for everything in life, everything that's worth it. It requires a level of consistency. And what I found in meeting and learning from so many mentors, successful people is the one thing they all have in common. They are consistent in their efforts in whatever they're doing. And so uh, consistency is absolutely critical. It has been a huge catalyst to my success. I can't say I've always gone full throttle. Like I said, I, for a lot of the time of, as I've built an incredible organization, I did so while working a full-time job. But the one thing that didn't change, even though my time commitment may have been limited, but the time that I did put in was fully committed. So does that make sense? Yes, so whatever time I had, whether it was you know five hours a week, 10 hours a week, 15 hours a week, in that time, I was fully 100% committed. And I always tell, because most of the profession is filled with people who are not doing 
network marketing full time. Um, and so they may wonder, can they still be successful? Um, maybe they don't have the circumstances because they're working that full time job for now. And that's OK. But what I do tell them is whatever time you do have, um, put your all into that and be consistent with it, even if it's 20 or 30 minutes a day or an hour a day. But do it consistently. Don't just do it every once in a while, because those are the results that that you're going to get. So it does pay off. Consistency, absolutely, and no matter what you do, pays off. It pays dividends over the course of time. And I'm in this for the long haul, so I want this to pay for the rest of my life. If you want something new and different, go check out this group, Purpose Driven Networkers. It's the only group where you get to prospect with myself and other top leaders at least 15 times a week. You also get accountability. And if you're stuck and not sure how to reply back to prospects, then you get to send me screenshots of your conversations and I'll guide you on what to say. You also get access to over 180 different trainings that should teach you everything from building your business on Instagram to prospecting LinkedIn to even more traditional methods of building such as doing home meetings or coffee shop meetings. It also has a five-step program to help you get your next customer or rep within 28 days. And most people get a lot, lot quicker than that. No other group in network marketing can give you this type of training, coaching, and accountability combined. So if you're ready to take your business to the next level, go check it out at PurposeDrivenNetworkers.com. Again, that's www.PurposeDrivenNetworkers.com. Hey, thank you for sharing that. Uh, As we go towards the end of the show, some quick questions to pick your brain. I'm just going to be quick one-liners. So the first one is, what is one of your favorite success quotes that motivates you, Eric? (laughs) This is a tough one because I'm a quoter. I love quoting. I would probably have to go with success leaves clues. I am am a huge believer in that if you want to be successful in anything, you find the most successful people in whatever you're trying to do and you simply copy them. You emulate them. You become the world's best copycat. And you can be super successful in whatever you do. So I'd have to go with that one. What's your one habit that's helped you become successful? I I, I try to stick to a a DMO, a daily method of operation. And so uh, definitely I'll take the first part of every day for some personal development, personal reflection, meditation, I'm very involved in my spiritual work and spirituality, so I always take some time to peer into God's Word, uh, to, to really get some direction in my life. Prayer is huge. And then physical activity, absolutely physical activity. I believe healthy body, healthy mind. Um, I make it a point to move my body in some way every single morning, even if it's for 10 minutes, 20 minutes, 30 minutes. Um, I'm also big on recovery. Um, these, I believe that when you're consistent in one habit, it helps you be successful in, in consistent in other habits. So absolutely keeping a healthy routine, um, healthy body, mind, and spirit. And I'm going to tie in spirituality with there as well. When we're consistent in those different areas of our life, being consistent in our business comes so much easier. What's the best piece of advice you ever received? I'm going to say just to to be to be coachable. 
Um, you know, I struggled with that at first. I was because of my success in other business models and, and other careers. I really just wanted to reinvent the wheel first coming into network marketing. And I quickly learned that that's not the way to succeed here in this business model. And so um, the one thing I would say is just be coachable, just be willing to learn. Um, it's perfectly fine to bring your own individuality, your own personality to the equation, but every company, no matter what company it is in network marketing has a system. And what you want to do coming into it is you want to learn that system. You want to learn what has been working um, because the chances of your success exponentially increase if you simply follow the system. By the way, Simon, system S-Y-S-T-M stands for save yourself time, energy, and money. So if you want to work more efficiently, you may want to adopt the system and you probably want to adopt one that's already working. And so this is one thing I love about network marketing, because you don't have to come up with the system. You don't have to reinvent the wheel. You just simply take what's been working as a template and implement it. And so it takes so much of the guesswork out of making a business successful. And so uh, number one thing is just be coachable. I like it. What did, uh, what did you say system stands for? Save yourself time, energy? Save yourself time, energy, and money. I like that. <laughs> Good stuff. Um, What's your favorite prospecting tool? So say you have a, uh, someone who's interested. Do you send them a video first? Do you do a Zoom? Do you get on the phone right away? Uh, what do you like to use? Yeah, so I have a five-step approach. Again, it's another one of my, I love systems because they, they just, they make things so much easier. So I have a five-step prospecting approach. And so um, the second to final step, the fourth step in that approach is to send a, a video, some piece of content. Now, it does vary a little bit. My favorite piece of content is a company video. Most companies have a company video. I highly recommend using that video. Um, it's roughly four to five minutes, so it keeps people's attention in a short time span. And it tells the story more efficiently and, and better, more articulately than I could. So it's, it, it's just a no-brainer. Um, and so I find that once I do have that conversation, which is right after I send that piece of content, it becomes so much more um, productive. So I usually go for a some kind of a, ideally a, either a face-to-face -face or, or meeting. Now we have the Zoom technology, which is great, but meeting on some kind of a platform where I can see and interact and communicate with the person on a higher level. So if I'm prospecting like cold marketing, it could start. Oh, I personally love the voice note. And now I'm addicted to the voice note now. And I'm, you know, of course, a few years ago it was text messages. Now it's voice notes. The power of a voice note is to me, it's so much more powerful than a text because you can detect voice inflection and you can express that excitement in the voice note. So I'll start with the voice note, move along, and then um, ask them a magic question, which I got from the great Eric Worre GoPro, if I send you a video, would you watch it? I mean, it's just that simple. If I send you a video, would you watch it? Um, and so I don't get a lot of resistance to that. And if I do, it's probably not the right prospect. So most people, sure, you know, if it's just a few minutes, it tells me everything I need to know or most of what I need to know. And I'll just send it over and then make arrangements to connect with them over the phone or over a platform. And by that point, they already have a great overview of my products, my opportunity. And pretty much after a short conversation, um, if all goes well, they're ready to 
enroll right there on the spot. So it just makes it so much easier when you have these tools and you're following a system. Aside from the social media apps, what's one of your favorite apps on your phone? Okay, I'm not huge on the apps, but I will say that I've gotten quite addicted to Calendly. Um, Simon, I know you use Calendly as well. It has been a game changer for me. So one of the challenges I had last year when I decided to go full-time in network marketing is managing my schedule. Um, because we do have that schedule flexibility, I also found it difficult to schedule. It just, that was a challenge in itself. And so I wanted something that could help me stay organized. And so, uh, I found Calendly. It was a game changer. I, it's so customizable. I set up my link. Um, and now when someone wants to schedule some time with me, I just go ahead and send them my my schedule. And I use it with prospects as well. I use it as a prospecting tool. I literally just send prospects my, my Calendly and they can book the time slot with me that works for them and for me. And it sends out reminders. It's like having a personal assistant. So it's just such a beautiful technology. And I recommend it to my entire team as well as to your, to your audience. What's two or three books you could recommend to ML Nation? Okay. So my top one required reading for being on my team is GoPro by Eric Worre. I think that sets such a, a, a strong foundation in belief in network marketing. And it also lays out seven critical skills that people need to acquire as they build a business, a successful business in network marketing. My second go-to would be The Four-Year Career by Richard Blissbrook. Highly recommend that. Um, and then my fourth would be, I mean, my third would be Beach Money by Jordan Adler. So I kind of, I have all of my new brand partners read those three books in that particular order. And by by that point, they, they, they have quite a high belief. They have a really good understanding of network marketing, especially if they don't come from a network or affiliate marketing background. They, they, and most of my team don't. So they're new to all of it. But it, it helps me uh, help them build that belief and, and just work on some basic skills that they're going to need to be successful. And here's the last question, the million-dollar question. You ready? Go for it. <laughs> so imagine Eric get to start all over again, and you knew no one. Your, your contact list was zero. You had no friends, no, no relatives, no, nobody. But you had all your current knowledge, skills, and wisdom. What's the first thing? you do or the first place you go to build a network marketing business from scratch? <laughs> so the first thing I would do is I would find out where people are at. Where do people congregate? Uh, I would definitely look for all of the different networking groups in town and I would join them and I would join them with the initial goal of just trying to make contacts. Okay. So you're assuming my entire phone book is erased. I have no contacts. My first goal is to simply make connections. And this is the hallmark of networking. This is why our amazing profession is called network marketing, because we're building a network. So my first goal is to build a network of contacts, to meet people, to connect with people, to build relationships with them. Of course, always looking for opportunities to present either my product to them as a customer or my opportunity to them as, as a potential partner. And so um, uh, I wouldn't stop there, though, Simon. I would also find out who those people know, because sometimes and more often than not, I found that 
the best people are not the people you personally or directly know. It's who they know. So I would just pump them for everyone that they know. Um, and I love using a uh, somewhat of a uh, like a networking tree to, to help me find people in various categories. The beautiful thing about finding prospects is they're literally everywhere. <laughs> there's no, there's, we have a, a limitless number of people to talk to. So my guess is very, very quickly, I'd build a list of people and I would just simply keep networking, even if it was friend of a friend, contact of a contact until I got to ultimately the person I was looking for. And of course, um, if my entire social media was, was erased, I would quickly rebuild that as well. And, and so I would just start reaching out to contacts, you know, online, I would, I would network in the local community and I would just build a list of contacts as quickly as I could. Awesome. Hey, thank you so much. As we wrap up, Eric, uh, any last words or advice? And then what's the best way listeners can connect with you? Perfect. So my last advice is this. If you are one who's contemplating joining the profession of network marketing, now is the time. This is the best possible time to join our profession. If you look at the analytics, which I love looking, there's no better time. The millennial generation now makes up over 50% of our workforce. By the year 2025, they will represent 75% of our workforce. 36% of our economy is made up of gig workers. Those are the independent contractors, the non-W-2 independents that are flocking to network marketing. Over 5,500 people join the profession of network marketing today. That's a lot of people over the course of the year. That's just here in North America. So now is the time. If you are in network marketing, but you just got your big toe in, you're dabbling, now is the time to fully jump in, fully commit, go big, go pro, become a professional and, and really make a strong decision to make it work. And I believe that because of where our profession has become, has come, that we have all of the tools and the strategies and the support now that's needed to help people uh, become very, very successful. So those are my last closing words. And if you'd like to reach me, if you're out there listening to this, I'm on Facebook, Eric Mish, M-I-S-C-H. I'm on Instagram at the underscore commissioner. And of course, as well on LinkedIn at Eric Mish. So please feel free to connect with me. And uh, I just thank you, Simon, so much for this opportunity. You've always been a mentor of mine, somewhat of a hero. And it's a real honor to come join you on the show today. And on Nation, you're the average of the five people you spend the most time with. And today, you've been hanging out with Eric Mish. So keep up the momentum and go to mlnation.com. Click on the podcast tab and the show notes and all the nuggets of wisdom that Eric shared, including the links to his profiles where you can reach out to him, will be right there. Hey, in order to be successful in life, in business, and in network marketing, you must help others. So Eric, thanks again for sharing your valuable time with ML Nation. We're grateful to you and we appreciate you for having a positive impact on millions of distributors worldwide. Thank you so much again, and God bless you. Hey, ML Nation, do you ever struggle with consistency or worried about what are you saying the wrong thing, what to say back to your prospects? 
Well, now you don't have to worry. Go check it out, BYOB. This is when I'm, you and I, we go together on Zoom, and I'll guide you word for word on what to say, and I guarantee you can get at least one interested prospect for your business, service, or products by the end of the session. It's a ton of fun. Go check it out at mlnation.com forward slash BYOB. Hey, ML Nation, Simon Chan back here with a recap from a great show from Eric Mish. Uh, it's awesome. A lot of stuff there. Talk about challenges, long-term vision, expectations. By the way, head over to mlnation.com, click on the podcast tab, and you get the show notes. You get the list of books that he recommended, and definitely reach out to him. One of the things he talked about was success leave clues. Go follow him, see what he is doing compared to what you're doing, and just copy, start copying what top leaders do. So head over to mlnation.com. So quick recap here. Um, you know, he talked a lot about belief, right? That he failed the first three times, and really the fourth time was uh, seeing someone who made it, right? That was, he talked about killing it, gave him the belief that he could do it. It was very inspirational. And by the way, so if you don't have someone that is really making it very successful, you can still do that. Go to events, right? Go to your company events, go to generic events. You see all the successful leaders. That's one of the ways that to inspire you. I remember, I felt like the same way with uh, Eric. When I first started, I, you know, a lot of you know my story. I struggled for months and months. I, I never had the success. I couldn't even make any money. couldn't even get a check, not even $1, until I got connected with an upline that made me consistent, right? Seeing his habits, seeing how he stayed consistent every day, that inspired me to take things to the next level and uh, build the belief that I could do it. If he could do it, I could do it. So I was blessed. I had a mentor that uh, I found in my company. He actually reached out to me. Uh, but you got to find someone that's made it. Like has made it six figure earner that inspire you. And you, you don't need to talk to them every day. If you do, that'd be awesome. But even like once a month, see them, get to know these people because they were inspiring. That's what something that helped out Eric. And then made Eric also made that decision. It's a commitment. I'm gonna go out there, right? Uh not having a short-term commitment, a long, long-term commitment. I think that's the fallacy. He started treating it the the problem. Uh, not the I use the wrong word fallacy, but that's the the problem that we're marking is so easy to get started. The problem that is instead of fallacy, I think I meant fault. The fault in network marketing, which is also the benefit. It's like anyone can get started. It's so cheap. But because it's so cheap, a lot of people give up too easily, right? It, treat it like a million dollar business. And I, I got to share something from my background. When he talked about this, it brought back memories of a, a book that I listened to, I read on a plane ride. I remember uh, Rich Dad, Poor Dad, Robert Kiyosaki talked about million dollar business that we're marketing. And it was, a per, I think the title of the book is called Perfect Business. And when I read that, I was like, hey, it's a million dollar business. I'm telling people it's a million dollar business. They got to join. So I got to treat it like a million dollar business. And I got everything. I got. I went, to, went at that time to get business cards. By the way, I don't recommend you getting business cards nowadays. But back then I did. Uh, today, I would recommend you fix up your social media profile, stay committed. I'll budget the time. Every day I'll work. I didn't have much time I showed up every day. And Eric talked about that, the consistency. Showing up every day, even when you don't want to. Even if you don't have much time, whether it's only 30 minutes or you know 15 minutes or one hour, it's got to be laser-focused time working on those income-producing activities. You talk about the DMO, right? What DMO. And uh, he always does his DMO first thing. You talk about routine, right? All champions have routines. All champions are consistent. He has the morning routine where he's doing spiritual work. He's doing exercise. And he's focusing on the list of income-producing activities that he has to do. He talked about expectations as well, having the right expectations that, you know, you got to fall in love with the process. Don't fall in love with the results. If you fall in love with the results, you're going to get disappointed. Fall in love with the process and know during the toughest times, that's when you um, learn the most, right? That's when you learn. And when you are during tough time, you got to go back to your vision and 
commitment. Your vision, commitment. And that, again, how? how? Where do you keep that? It goes back to the people you surround yourself, right? Just people you surround yourself with. Let them feed you. And again, fall in love with the combat. Fall in love with the combat. Um, great show there. You talk about yeah, consistency over and over again. I'm talking about his routines, systems, so that you, and you have to be coachable. You want it's not your way or you think no better. If you get started in the business, your team, they know better. Fall in love with the system. All right. Do be coachable. And uh just talk about voice notes, also talk about the million dollar question. I love it. Hey, there's a big nugget there. I'm going to end with this. It, you know, he talked about the best time to join network marketing right now, best time to really get going because, you know, the economy is shaky during that time, right? There's a lot of uncertainty right now during the pandemic. And when there's uncertainty, network marketing thrives every year. When the economy does great, network marketing is a little bit harder. When the economy and the pandemic uncertainty, network marketing was as well, right? So take advantage, seize that day. And talk about, if you don't have any contacts, there's prospects everywhere. And as I aim into that, definitely it's prospects everywhere, but often the least, ex- not the person you expect. And talk about even the results. When you're least expecting it, it happens to you. So go out there. He talked about networking and finding the people, not just the people you know, but who they know. That's where the nuggets are. That's where the gold mine is. Thanks again for Eric Mish for sharing an awesome show there. Uh, tons of nuggets. Make sure you go out, reach out to him, head over to mlnation.com. And I'm interested to hear from you. Leave us a review um, on iTunes, on Spotify, wherever you listen to. I want to know how this, how you like the show, how it can get better, your feedback, your thoughts. Appreciate you. Anyway, I'm out of here. I'm loud. I'm Simon Chan. I'm loud. I'm proud to be part of this amazing profession. Make sure go follow Eric. Take action what you learn. And go out there and have a positive impact on someone's life today. God bless you all.